right, guys, welcome to another episode of Cleaning and Cocktails. Uh, I got somebody real cool on the episode on, on, that's coming up on this episode, uh, Bill Dunn out of New Jersey. And it this is somebody that I think, you know, we, we'll get into it, but I've been trying to get Bill on this show for almost a year now. We've been going back and forth. He's busy. I'm busy. I dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. Hey, we're here, right? But you guys know the show. Uh, I just I bring on cleaning business owners. I bring in cleaning professionals, uh, whether they're from the industry, they're an owner, they're from the supply side, they're from the software side. The goal of the show is to empower the cleaning industry, talk shop on cleaning, and really give us a time to to share the spotlight, hear some journeys, uh, and talk shop, man. So again, who I have on, Bill Dunn out of New Jersey. The name of the company is CNS Cleaning. We got a lot to talk about. But Bill, thank you so much for joining me and, and finally uh, getting the chance to share your story with me, man. Yeah, Ricky, thank you. This is this is great. It's been a long time coming. You and I back and forth, emails and everything else, and with some of your staff. And uh, glad to be here. So glad. Awesome. To be here. This is fun. Yeah. Well, before we jumped on, you guys, we were talking about uh, cocktails because you guys know it's called cleaning cocktails. Uh, I always love to have a drink or two with everybody, and I got a Modelo. I would stick to my Modellos or the Pacificos and Coronas, right? Bill, you have a specific type of drink. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about what you're drinking? Because I never ask the other yeah. person what they're drinking. Yeah, it's funny. So every year I worked in the wine and spirits industry for over 30 years. So every year, about 10 years ago, I started doing dry January because I think everybody knows you can overdo it during the holidays. So uh, today I'm drinking for dry January. I found this really good non-alcoholic brewing company, non-alcoholic beer company. I never thought you'd ever, I've never had a good non-alcoholic beer in my life. Never. But he turned me on to this stuff called Athletic Brewing, and this is their Run Wild IPA. It They have a bunch of different ones, including stouts, but believe it or not, it actually tastes like beer. And this tastes like a really good IPA, so that's what I'm enjoying today. Famous plug, but I got maybe I gotta use it, man. Maybe I gotta I gotta check it out. I'm <laughs> getting a belly. I'm getting a beer belly. That's what I've been told. <laughs> it, it happens quick. All right, awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, it's you know it's been a minute since I had an episode, so I'm, I'm excited to be back on now that the holidays are gone. And yep. you know, Bill, we usually start with you know where the journey of cleaning started and everything, but I wanted to go a little bit further back for you because uh, I have some notes. Right is you grew up on a farm, right? Yeah. I don't have too many cleaning business owners other than, I know I had one guest, he had a story growing up on the farm, but like, I, I'm from Metro City, been born and raised in Chicago. <laughs> I don't really know too much about living on a farm. Like, yeah. What, how was that like? like had, is there anything that you went through at, in that point of life that you still see today uh, is, is a big factor? Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's put it this way. I couldn't wait to get off the farm. As a kid growing up, uh, you know, when your parents, when you're old enough, I mean, as soon as we could walk, they had us outside doing work. Um, you know, I still have memories of being in our nursery because we have a big nursery on the farm, too, of uh, helping people ball up Christmas trees to take away when I'm like five years old. Um, wow. You know, when you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go out and take care of animals before school every day and it's snowing, raining, sleeting, it's dark out, you know. That's like the worst thing in the world, for, especially when you become a teenager. But, you know, I, I, I had to grow up that way. My parents still live there. They're in their 80s. They still work on the farm. Today, but, to this day. Yeah, even to this oh, day. We, wow. We try to okay. get them to move, leave, but they won't leave. They just love it. 
So, and believe it or not, it's in New Jersey. So everybody thinks in New Jersey is like, yeah, you know, I, airport, I, correct. Right? Yeah. I think of it as a hustle and bustle. It's a city, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, where we are, it's, it's in a really nice place. We're near Princeton, New Jersey, but, um, okay. but it's, it's still the work ethic in me that never has never gone away. Um, you know, I don't mind the tough stuff. I don't mind, you know, going out in the morning and getting cold and wet and dirty and, that stuff doesn't phase me. So, yeah. you know, when I'm working in an office, it's like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I can imagine because if you think about, you know, farming, you know, agriculture, it is almost the, the epitome of entrepreneurs, you know, yeah. like the original entrepreneur. You have a farm, that's your business, uh, and it, business never stops, right? Like yeah. every day. Every day is a new, a new day of business for you. Absolutely, and a lot to worry about. So, And that was, I guess, that was your introduction to family business then, right? Yeah, to uh, to the family yep. business, absolutely. So, like to to doing like two family business oh, in general. Absolutely, we lived it, Ricky. I mean, yeah. you know, you wake up in the morning, you talk about it at breakfast, you talk about it at night. I mean, that's all my family talked about. And he, both of my parents owned their own businesses in addition to the farm. So my mother owned a real estate company, um, a Remax franchise, and then my stepfather was a general contractor. So, and then my father, my parents were divorced when I was pretty young, but. My father, he owned his own truck stop. So, you know, everyone in my family owned their so own the business. Bug was there. The yeah. bug was there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. But you get, so, but you didn't start that way, right? Or yep. you did, like, oh. out of college or, you know, launch the cleaning company on your own. Like, CNS, uh, you know, what does CNS stand for? Help the audience. Like, I, we're, I know you have a backstory leading into CNS, but, like, uh, it's not the, I, I had an idea to start a cleaning company. You, right. appro you approach this a little differently, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, it's like one of your other podcasts that I listened to, a gentleman in South Carolina. I think it was Echo Cleaning or Eco Cleaning. Eco, Paul. Paul McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, Paul. So he had uh, had a career prior, 20 years, I believe. He said he was in the, the insurance industry or something. Yep, yep he was. And, um, very similar story to me. So I had nothing to do with cleaning outside of just being somebody who was a clean freak at my house. Um, I, um, I was in the wine and spirits industry uh, for over 30 years and had a lot of, kept growing and going up and up and worked for uh, Jim Beam, which is based out of Chicago yep. uh, for over a decade. And um, I knew at some point in time, I wanted to own my own business. So to make a long story short, um, I used all my retirement fund funds took the biggest risk of my life at 49 and purchased this cleaning company. After looking for two years, I knew I wanted a service business. Um, I never knew it would end up being cleaning, but I got lucky. Um, we met uh, a couple that had started CNS and they'd run the business for 36 years and were going to retire and sell. And we were able to purchase it from them. So, you know, it was a big risk. I mean, luckily my wife, you know, knock on wood was on board and supported me in, in doing this. And she's my business partner now and has been from day one. But, you know, I, I used 30 years of retirement funds to, to make this happen. Wow. So, it was, so it, you know, it was, uh, it was either gonna pass or fail. And yeah. it, well, that was, I was, a, you know, I was in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Man, so, dude, oh yeah, so here yeah. we go. See, this is why I, I, start, I got there. I started to unpack some ideas and, and, and bullets here or bullet points, but all right, so, you're 49, you've had 
20 plus years in a different career, different category, because I, I have a lot of friends yeah. that are in that wine and spirits business. It's very different, very different from what we do, right? Um, oh, yeah. What uh, What made you decide services, though? And then on top of that, like cleaning. like so, Because there's a lot of people that reach out to yeah. me and they're like, hey, I want to start a cleaning company or I want to buy a cleaning company. What are some triggers that kind of swayed you towards the cleaning industry and CNS in general? Yeah, so the, the first thing was is that I like the monthly recurring revenue. I knew I wanted to be in a service business, but I wanted something that had monthly recurring revenue where I could get a customer and I'd be billing them every single month. I didn't want just one time, you know, a job. Like I looked at a cleaning, uh, a franchise for um, tree, tree services. Okay. That's a great franchise, but, uh, and the guy had a great concept as a neighbor of mine and went national with his, with his tree service. But it was a one-time thing. You cut down somebody's tree, and you got to wait another twenty years for it to grow and cut it down again. Yeah, <laughs> it no. was that kind of stuff. So, um, and then I also wanted something that everybody needs. Every business needs somebody to clean it, right? So that was the other big trigger for me. The other thing is barrier entry. I didn't want to find a service business like roofing or even landscaping, for Christ's sake, where you know I didn't know a lot about it, and it would take me forever to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was just those kind of things I didn't want to deal with. I wanted, I knew I could run a business because I'd been running my own business units for many, many years. Um, and I wanted something that I could figure out and, and wouldn't have to rely on the expertise of, you know, people that were already there or people that I had to hire. So um, the cleaning business, once I learned more about it, especially commercial, really appealed to me. Okay. And because it, it's, I mean, think about it. It's not a glamorous industry, no. but, those, but those bullet points that you hit, man, that's what's sexy to me, right? Like yeah. re- reoccurring. Uh, yes. We know we know that we're pandemic proof now. We know that we're yep. recession proof. Like, yes, it's, it's not glamorous, but I think a lot of successful businesses come from industries that aren't glamorous. Yeah. Right? I mean, because. Absolutely. My wife said that to me when I told her commercial cleaning. I said, that's, I found the one for us. I said, this is really where we want to be. She said, cleaning? What? No, I get cleaning. I said, babe, listen. And I told her all the things that were great about it. And she started to warm up to it. And, you know, here we are four years later or three and a half years later. And it's the best, best move we ever made. I love this business. You know, I, so that's, you know, you know, me and my wife started my business with together yeah. with my cousin, and I'm big on family. Yeah. Uh, I gotta believe that felt that gave you the confidence too, right? Knowing that your wife, your wife was on board. Now, yep. update me on, or not even update me. I know that she at some point, or she is a part of the business. But was she a yeah. part of the business from day one? Yeah, uh, yeah. she was tricky. Yeah, okay. she was a part of the business from day one. I was lucky okay. in that. She worked um, in human resources. She was the um, human resource. We all need HR. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for a large hospital. So um, in the area. So she really knew the administrative side of a business, uh, running things internally, which was, you know, not my forte. So she was a really good compliment to me. Okay. And that's massive, man. That is one thing like HR, payroll. Oh, yeah. That could, that could bog us down as business owners because you could cut like you, I'm assuming. I actually know you came in with sales experience probably, right? Like you knew yes. how to build a relationship with clients uh, coming from the wine and spirits. I know my friends, they're 
phenomenal at relationship building. Yes. But that doesn't mean we know people from the HR perspective and compliance. And yeah. I mean, those things can bog you down, man. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that was the other thing about <clears throat> after a meeting with a couple different commercial cleaning owners that I found, especially from the people that we purchased the business from is that they were not good at relationships and they weren't, they didn't have the, they didn't put the effort into massaging their clients like we do. And I knew we would do. And I think that's a big aspect that probably a lot of people miss out on and, and, and overlook is, you know, massaging those relationships means so much yeah. helping you grow your business. Yeah. Well, they say it, right? I mean, one of the things I know many people that are hearing, I've probably heard this or you should have heard it is uh, new sales is great, but your current clientele is the best sale, right? Like oh, it, it, It's the best revenue you can get because yes. you've worked so hard to get in the door. Right. Now, like open it up more, right? Four times easier to sell to a current customer than it is to find a new one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a really great book that I just um, reading um, right now that is talks a lot about that. It's really do you, do you know the name or what's? Yeah, what's, it's uh, the Big Five for Life. And the I Big actually, Five for Life. Yeah, I'm reading okay. it right now. The Big Five for Life. Okay. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really awesome. it's really good. It's very inspiring. Very easy to read. I don't like okay. the stuff that's really super complicated and, and nah. hard to read and technical. I mean, this is this is it tells a story. It's a lot of fun. Nice. All right. So let's talk about. All right. So you you found CNS. What were? I'm I'm, I'm sure there's many factors, but like, what was the top two or three factors that said that told you and your wife like this is it? This is the company. Was it ownership? Was it the concept? Was it the clientele? You know, because I'm sure people that are listening are always interested in uh, acquiring another company or if you're not from the industry and you want to get in, well, you know, maybe there's some tips you have that you could say, this is what made you feel very confident in this purchase. Oh, absolutely. So I had some criteria for myself. The first one was that it had to be within 45 minutes from my home. Uh, the second thing is I wanted it to be a business that was in, you know, around for at least 10 years. So I could use the, the selling point of, you know, a decade's worth of, um, you know, of continuous operation. Um, I was hoping to find a business where they had some good systems already in place, but they needed to be refined and improved. Um, that was another big factor for me. I also wanted to find a business that had a lot of customers and they weren't reliant on just a small amount. So that way there was some protection for me. So, you know, where was, there was a pretty large break-even point to when I would potentially be like underwater. Got um, it. You know, obviously it had to be profitable. And then the other thing is I was hoping to find, and, you know, I never knew if I would find, and this is just me, something, uh, a business where the, the owners hadn't maximized the marketing value of the business, where they hadn't really done a lot of marketing, they hadn't maximized the marketing ability of the business, um, where there was upside with that. And so, you know, for me, I was lucky. The people that we purchased the business from did a really great job of building a customer base um, and had done a really good job of putting systems in place to run the business uh, well but they had done nothing in terms of marketing. I mean, and, so and the potential, potential was there. You saw the potential. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But the thing is, Ricky, I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that 
the the largest customer only the the largest customer they had only represented five percent of their revenue. So you know they were so that's, that's big. That's a big factor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've looked at some other. I have some friends in the commercial cleaning business now that they literally will have eighty percent of the revenue coming from you know for from only like ten customers. Yeah, so, so that's tough, I mean, man. That's yeah, tough. that's scary. Yeah, I mean, there's there's points that you know a large percentage of your customer can come from one customer, but if it's that customer is just growing, right? Like if that's yeah. the case, okay, now it's a little different. But yeah, you, to solely have it. I mean, it just, it puts us in a bind. It puts yeah. us in a tough situation. And trust me, I love the big customers. That's what we go uh, for right now. <laughs> we're trying to find as many as possible. But for we're sure. to the point where we're cleaning almost 1,000 accounts a month now. Woo! So, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's That's nice. awesome, man. Congrats. Great. Well, yeah, that deserves a cheers. Yeah, that thank deserves you. a cheers. Yeah. Yeah, here's to this industry. So, Bill, what about, because uh, I could, you know, I could hear people's, you know, see their, their wheels spinning on. So you don't have the industry knowledge. You don't have the experience. You're coming in to the cleaning space. What should people be scared? I mean, should they be intimidated about not knowing something about an industry and coming in? Like, did you feel you were uh, behind the ball or ahead of the eight ball because of what you had personally as experience from just, yeah. from yeah. just in general? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. So, um, I was lucky in the fact that when we purchased this business, we were able to meet a couple of the leaders that were going to stay on for CNS Cleaning Company, um, and they were our VP of Sales and our office manager. And both of them were tremendous individuals. I only got to spend about a half an hour with them um, prior to us actually, you know, making doing the deal to buy the company but I felt confident in them and their experience. So we were lucky to have them. Um, as far as for not knowing anything, I had to rely on my, my years of business experience uh, and, and then also hope that, you know, I could figure out things on the cleaning side. Um, but I, I would tell anybody who's going to, wants to go into this to, you know, don't be afraid. This is, if you have a work ethic, and you're professional and you're organized, there is so much opportunity in this space that you, you'd have to try hard, in my opinion. Um, if you, well, let's put it this way. If you're a hard worker, you're conscientious, you're organized, and you have a, a, a lot of grit and a lot of attitude that you're never going to give up, you'll do totally fine. Totally. Yeah. Now, there's Bill, so much out there. There's it's so much opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bill, let's talk about this, too, because uh, I think you'd be somebody great to answer this. Is Okay, so you're coming in. You bought, Well, first off, I'm sorry. You just yeah. reminded me. You have the office manager and the VP of sales. Still with yes. you today? Yes, still with us today. Yeah. All right, so that means you're a good leader, right? They stay on board. <laughs> I right? try my best. Yeah. <laughs> right? All right, I'm so just lucky, yeah. Let's, say, let's now talk about month one, month three, year, year, year one. Did yeah. you get into the thick of it? As, as a leader of the buyer of the organization, like, did you see that, hey, if I'm going to learn this industry, I need to do the work myself. Because I'll tell you, oh, yeah. I've got people that will reach out to me and say, hey, I want to get into this business, Rick. And uh, do I hire employees right away and make them do the work? And, you know, I sit back and I collect the check. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, what was your approach? 
Yeah. Talk, talk us, take, take us through that first year of, like, did you have doubts? Did you say, damn it, why did I spend my life savings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I got right into it. I mean, right away. I knew, you know, again, I, I, I invested everything in my life into this. So, um, and I always, in every job I've ever had, I've always started from the bottom and worked my way up. And I never felt comfortable hiring people to do a job that I didn't feel comfortable doing myself. So I got right to work with our cleaning crews right away. I mean, I'd go into the office, I'd get in there at seven o'clock in the morning, I'd work a full day, and then I'd go out with a cleaning crew at night. And I did that for about a month, not every single night, but at least one night a week, just to mm -hmm. get a handle on what they were going through and what things were like in the field. Um, and also for me to see where things, where we can improve things and where things can get better. Um, not only for our customers, but also for, you know, for the cleaners that were out in the field doing the work. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's very important. You know, you yeah, man. And I open like, to that. Bill, think about, uh, just the fact that I, you know, again, we're not, you know, I, I have a friend, Michael, you know, Michael Brown, he's always telling me like, Rick, man, there's the $10 an hour task and there's like the $100 an hour task and there's a thousand dollars. So that's like, I always understood that and I get it. Yeah. But, what what people have to understand, I think, is as ownership or leaders, like it's okay to get back into the thing, to think of it, to learn yep. something, to to gain the knowledge, to go back and try to create better processes, right? Better systems. Like yep. I think it's actually helpful for us as business owners and leaders to to actually make that a habit, you know. And and, and you know maybe you do it once a year, maybe you do it once a quarter, just so you're always the the team knows that you're you're with them. Right? Would you agree? Like they just they oh. feel like you're side by side with them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's integral. I mean, I do it every once in a while now. I'll go out with one of the crews, or I'll just do a spot check on one of our accounts and 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 things like that. Um, you know, it it's important to know your customer. I mean, yeah. especially and also to know again what your teams are going through out in the field, so that way you can have a better understanding of what they're up against. Yeah. Now, Bill, what was I don't. I know there's probably more than one, but yeah. what was what was one of the biggest challenges that you that you went through that first year? Uh, um, well, I would say one of the biggest ones is, and I would never would have thought this would have been true, um, is just the learning curve of running a small business because I'd always worked in corporate America. You know, I worked for primarily Jim Beam and Kendall Jackson Winery, and so you know those. And while I ran business units and, and had large regions and things like that, I never had to run a day-to-day -day of a small business. And like you were talking about, like HR, thank God I had my wife, uh, who's really good at that and the office stuff. But we didn't, the previous company did not use um, QuickBooks. You know, they did everything on Excel and by hand. So having to integrate that, mm. you know, there was no CRM for a customer base of, you know, it was about 350 accounts at the time. Um, when we took over, there's everything was just done on Excel and, and Word and- Pen um, and paper, baby. Right? Paper. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, just figuring that stuff out, it was, it was extremely hard, the learning curve. Like I said to myself after the first, my wife and I, after the first two weeks, like, what the hell do we get ourselves to? <laughs> so, um, but we just kept plugging away. And then I think the next thing was um, 
I learned some things about the industry that I didn't know that I wish I had known going into it. So I'll share that in looking to buy a commercial cleaning business, I didn't know much about municipalities and government work. And the previous owners had built about 30% of their business on government work in municipalities and bidding coming in as the lowest bidder to secure the work. And they told me in, and when I looked at it and I said, hey, this is about 30% of your business. Tell me about it. They said, oh, these are contracts we've had for years. They always renew with us. They love us. That was complete BS. I mean, they got the job every time because they were the lowest bidder. So, uh, you know, and I did municipalities. That's how that goes, man. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that going into it. So we lost our single largest single customer. We lost at the end of 2019, and we, we'd only owned the business for six months. We started in July of 2019. We lost the biggest customer, which was about 330000 a year to us um, because we didn't we got underbid um, wow. by somebody else. So, you know, that was a huge learning curve for me in terms of learning about, you know, what the business, what what the jobs were like, you know, the revenue was like, and, you know, what... I, I, Look to but it. I would say that's not even a loss because you know what? Like, yes, you, you are the business totally. that you are, right? Versus yes. the business that was before. Uh, yes. You have higher, you have different expectations, not even higher or lower. It's just you have different expectations, right? Like, I, I always I always say, you know, my brother was a godsend coming onto my team because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I was a top, top line sales guy, right? I was okay. always like, I was like, you guys, I just landed. 800,000 a year, baby. Let's go. <laughs> My brother's like, well, what's the bottom line, though? I'm like, yeah. oh, well, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's 800,000. It's 800, he's, like, uh, he's like, I'll take 100,000 top line <laughs> revenue at 50% margin than yeah. 800 at five. I'm like, well, way to freaking be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> but it's the truth, though. It's so true. That, it's that's just different. Yeah, that business now represents less than three percent of our overall business. We we let wow. it all go. Strategically wow. let it all Smart. go. Smart. You did it from Yeah. That's, that's you. That's what you want. That's your kind of stamp on the business now. Yes. Yes. And that was you know, I'll I will i give a shout out to you. I watched you um probably maybe a year and a half. No, it had to be we've only been three and a half years, probably two and a half to, no Two and a half to three years ago, I watched you on a podcast with um, the gentleman from, um, oh, my God. The, um, I'm trying to, uh, Swept, the guy from Swept. Michael. Yeah, Mike, me and Michael. And you were talking about, somebody asked a question of, you know, what do you typically charge per hour? Um, and I think you said something like $27 an hour is the going yeah. rate. $27.30, yep. Yeah, and I said, holy crap. I said, we are, we were charging at the time. The previous owner told me, don't go more than $17 an hour when you quote a job. And so, what? oh my yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he built it on. Like, he's like, I try and get as much business in the door as I can. And, you know, his margins were really low. And, you know, the phone always rang because of problems, because he wasn't paying the cleaning crews enough. And so long story short, I said to my guys, I, I had a meeting that like, if, well, at the time I was doing meetings with our team every day, I sat down with my guys and I said, we're going in a new direction. We're starting this right now. And we're going at $27 an hour or more because we're in Philly. <laughs> you know, we can charge. And they all looked at me like I was insane. And it, it took a while for them to embrace it, but 
when we started having the business come in, quoting it at $27 an hour, oh, they man. started to say, okay, you know, and, yeah. and, and so I can go on and on about that and how, how much that's improved our business. But um, that, that's, that was a really big factor. But, and I'm thank, thankful that I caught that podcast. <laughs> nice. You. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I want to thank you for being a route user too, man. I appreciate oh, you. That's awesome. You're one of my. You're one of the old. You're one of the like godfather or grandfather users of of the of the platform. So I appreciate we, that. We tried them all. I'm telling you, we tried everyone. Proposify. I mean, you name it. Everything that I could find. That's the other thing I'm crazy about. That kind of stuff. And uh, I showed the guys route, and they tried route, and they absolutely love it to this day. All right. We'll Never get you. Got to get you on Route Plus next. Oh, I already talked to you guys about that. <laughs> I right. So, so now, Bill, let's talk about because this is what what really got me going. Because this is a, uh, I do cleaning cocktails to give you guys an opportunity, give myself an opportunity to talk shop on cleaning. There's not too many podcasts out there or or shows that spotlight the cleaning industry. Yeah, Bill Dunn and CNS. CNS had the opportunity to be on, it's called No Retreat Business Boot Camp. And dude, when I saw that, I go, Marley, my wife, Marley, it's a part of the Route family. This, I know him, I know Bill, because I had no idea. I had no idea you were going to be on this show. So yeah. talk, you know, and I actually liked the concept of the show. And I, I started to, you know, I know who Joe was. I had seen him before. Yep. I was trying to do a Spartan race myself. And I know you guys are you're fit yourself. You, you do CrossFit and everything. How mm -hmm. how was the experience of that show, and how has it carried on to this day? Could you? Because again, not many people get the opportunity to to get on a TV show, being a cleaning business owner. So if you could share some insight on that, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do it. So um, we, I saw the show. Um, you know, just that they were advertising, they were looking for contestants for what they call the business transformation show. Um, and I shot them and I said to Kim, my wife, I said, Hey, I think I want to take a shot at this. And she said, yeah, go for it. Let's see what happens. And so we applied uh, via email, then answered, got an email back and filled out a questionnaire and did a bunch of interviews. And lo and behold, they selected us uh, to be on the show the CNBC's, um, no retreat business boot camp with Joe DeSena. Yeah. And um, the experience was, was I, I wouldn't say it was a hundred percent transformational, but it was a huge kick in the kick in the ass uh, to us, you know, to, um, I it. saw that I, you could yeah. see that on, on the show was like, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Almost literally. I mean, Joe would have <laughs> in the ass if he could have, <laughs> but he um, he was a, a taskmaster. We had to go out to his farm for a week, and um, he put us through a number of different challenges. And we had to overcome, you know, some obstacles to complete the challenges, including one for anybody who hasn't seen it, where he put us in a boat on a lake, and we had to row the boat across the lake, but it was filled with holes. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just so that. That one's a funny one too, because I'm I'm watching it with Marley, and I'm like, I'm like talking to the TV. I'm like, well, why aren't they doing? I don't understand why they're not doing this. Like, all you have to do is you got to go there, and it's. But that was the point. I think is like you guys are given a predicament, yep, and and you know, which in our industry, like you're given a problem, you got a complaint, you got a client you're about to lose, 
you have, uh, you know, a cancer on the team. Like these are issues you have to come together. You have holes in your company. Yeah. And, but yeah, even at that moment, me and Marley are going back, she's like, no, no, you got to do it this way. I'm like, no, no, what are you talking about? You should be doing it. <laughs> so like, how, how did that feel though? After you guys oh. accomplished those things? I'll tell you, I mean, as a team, coming together as a team, because it was, you know, a bunch of people from our from our team, um, we felt amazing after we completed every single day. I mean, it was just um, a sense of accomplishment. And some of the people on the team, like one of our team members, um, Cherie, she doesn't do a lot of physical activity. She was not really into you know, the kind of stuff that we had to do. She'd been a lifelong smoker as an adult. Um, she ended up quitting smoking and to this day wow. doesn't even smoke anymore. But um, we came together so close as a team, uh, closer than we ever have before. And we're still like that to this day. Just being able to break bread with them every night. We shared many glasses of wine, <laughs> tons, tons of uh, beer and, and Jim Beam. Um, but and Bill, I think that's, that's the point though, right? It's like yeah. people, like, I know processes, systems, they matter. They're super vital to the business. They're actually mission critical, right? But yes, I would tell you, people always talk about, you know, Rick, the family business, you have a yeah. family business per se, right? It's like, it's the people, it's that breaking bread. It's the teamwork. Like yeah. at the end of the day, that matters more than anything. In my oh, opinion, like, so, would you agree? So yeah, so true. And a sense of, um, you know, that everybody cares about each other and everybody's going to pull for each other, you know, from Kim and I on down. If if they don't, if your employees and your people don't feel that, then, you know, you're going to fight a losing battle every day. Yep. So, what, Bill, t let us know, like, so you're, what, four years in now, right? I think yeah. close to four, right? Four years in, in the industry, owning the business. Uh, up until now, what is one of the most rewarding aspects that you you feel uh, that you're very proud of or just makes you wake up and say hey i'm so happy i'm in this i have this business i'm in this industry yeah that's so that's an that's such an easy one so um we um work with a lot of uh, uh, subcontractors in the philadelphia region and in changing our pricing model like we did we've been able to help improve i think hundreds of people's lives that were, you know, in the cleaning industry in our area by giving them opportunities that were very high paying opportunities. Um, we've helped multiple dozens of people start their own businesses in the subcontracting realm of, of, uh, of cleaning, giving them opportunities that they would have never had before um, in partnering with somebody like us. And you know, we've got, we've taken some people that were previously making like, you know, no, never more than like 25 or 30,000 that are now making six figures, not only because wow. of work wow. that they're doing with us, but because I spend a lot of time helping our subcontractors that work with us build their own businesses because nice. I want them to be successful outside of CNS. That only makes us better and makes them better. Um, and doing some work with them, there's a couple, uh, an organization called Philadelphia Youth Networks. We do some things with them to help mentor some youth um, in Philadelphia. But I think it's mostly just being able to improve other people's lives by offering them opportunities that they might not have had before. I mean, that that is, makes me feel so good every day. Oh, 
Man, that is awesome, dude. I mean, that's that's what we're about. So it's like it's funny yeah. to hear you say that because it's like you're speaking our language, man. That that's 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 the way we feel about the space, and and you're so you're so spot on with uh, how you can impact their lives, right? Because yeah. I mean, there's very different levels of industry of people in our industry, and it's very fragmented. But yes, and and you know, under that five million in revenue space, there's a lot. There's a hundreds and thousands of cleaning contractors that are fighting to get up there. You don't have to fight. You can work with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the one thing that frustrates me when I've seen it um, is there are people, now I don't know if it's because they're afraid, um, and it's not really people that we partner with right now, but people we've approached to partner with us that just turn away and say, no, I'm not interested in, in being an affiliate partner or I'm not interested in subcontracting. You know, I, I don't understand why some companies, and, and I'm not talking about ones that are long, well-established that already have a strong customer base. I'm talking about ones that, you know, are smaller, younger, growing, looking for business that just aren't interested in it. And it, it yeah. amazes me, you know. That oh, someone, come on, man. Like, they, they, they got it. Well, it's because there's a stigma. There is a stigma. Yeah. People uh, have been duped. People have been mistreated. Uh, you know, some contracting is tough, man. But we, you know, you know our model, same thing. Affiliate partnerships. It is. Uh, it's how we grow national. So it is. Uh, it's a big part of our life. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear you that you're that successful with it too. Yeah, I love it. I love it, and I love. You know, I look at it as as a, as a commercial cleaning company. That if I'm able to take a job as a subcontractor for somebody else. I love it. I mean, it is the best, the, some of the best business that we get. And, you know, yeah. well, think about too, you're learning, you're learning and sometimes getting access to an opportunity that you probably wouldn't have had because yeah. uh, let's be honest, getting a seat at the table with the larger contracts is, is tough. It's not easy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I welcome as much as we can get. Yeah. Nice. So. All right. So let's talk about, and, and we'll come to an end shortly here, four to five minutes. You know, I like to keep it within that realm. Um, is, yeah. All right, so you're in the business now. You're finding success. Um, I'm, I'm happy watching you all the time. Like I, You're becoming more and more active on social media. Good job. You need it. You should be building a brand. Everybody should. Yeah. What is some advice you would give to not just people coming into the industry, um, but people that are in the industry that sometimes need that refresh, right, or that new turn the page of the old ways they were doing business and let's do new business. Let's do it differently now. Like what, what are some tips, some advice, some shared experiences, actually? I like shared experiences that you would yeah. get. Yeah. So I would say, um, shared experiences wise. Um, I would say, you know, to me, one of the biggest things is there's a couple different things. Number one, I would say, don't turn down any opportunity without looking at it. Um, when somebody in a, you know, I go back to the be, potentially being a subcontractor for other people, um, don't automatically look at down on it. Don't say no, you know, look at every opportunity that comes your way. Um, make sure that you are close to the customer, you know, know who your biggest customers are really know your biggest customers. So, you know, if you've got five customers that make up a large percentage of your business, you better make sure who you know who they are intimately uh, and have a relationship with them because it's much harder for somebody to fire you um, 
if they have a good relationship with you. The other thing is, you know, know that mistakes are going to happen. Cleaners are going to make mistakes all the time. But how you address those mistakes is a big deal. And that's one of the things that sets us apart is that we offer a 24-hour guarantee to all of our customers. We truly mean it. When there's an issue, anything that needs to be fixed, you know, we get it done. We acknowledge it right away and we fix it. Um, the other thing I'll say is always pick up the phone. I mean, not everybody has the ability to have a support staff like that, but I would encourage everybody in this business that if you're trying to grow your cleaning company and you can't have somebody answer the phone for you yourself, um, maybe invest in a, in a service to answer the phone for you because that's going to set you apart. Oh, yeah, you. man. Trust me, been there. New Year's yeah. Eve. Hey, right? babe, I'll be right back. I got to go to the. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to pick up this car real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's not somebody else, it's got to be you, man. It's got to be right. You. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, returning phone calls right away. I mean, that's the other thing. It seems so simple, but there's so many times that we've heard customers say that. Well, we we came to you because our current cleaning company never calls us back. Yeah. You know, or people just do it, Bill. Don't you think too? It's like I've learned now. I actually like when there's complaints and we pick up the phone because yeah. that's the difference. When when you're at when you're calling back, you know, like there's a couple individuals that still to this day they don't care that I have an operations team. There's some of my older clients; they call me. They don't they don't call my they don't follow the process. And when he calls or he, she calls, I have a couple. It's like I know it's a complaint. I know it. I know yep. I'm going to get yelled at. I'm going to hear it. <laughs> and I, I call them back and I'm like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? And, but they're like, I just love that. I can vent to you. I'm upset. I'm not happy. Something's yep. wrong, but you pick up the phone call and you answer the call. So yeah. you're right, man. That's, that is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. And, and the other thing is I tell a lot of our cleaners is you can't take this stuff personally. You can't, can't get upset because they're calling you and saying there's cobwebs in the corner of a back room somewhere. You know, don't get upset about it. <laughs> Just, oh. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, don't take it personally. A lot cool. of people still do. So, Bill, let's end. Let's end with this. Well, two points. There's two points. One, I just thought of this, and I thought this would be a nice, nice little bite, sound bite, too, is, yeah, you work with a lot of contractors. I work with a lot of contractors. What, what, are, what are words or descriptions, something that, what makes a cleaning contractor good or great for you to work with? What stands out? What What do you look at? What do you look for in partners and, and affiliates and stuff like that? Yeah. So what we look for in a, in a contractor is um, number one is uh, communication. You know, that's the number one thing for us is the communication. Do they pick up their phone when you call? Do they respond via a text? Do they, you know, um, answer an email? You know, and, and how quickly do they do it? Um, do they get defensive when there's an issue that needs to be addressed? Um, are they open to um, opportunities? You know, are they, are, or are they just going to nitpick? Are they also open to working on a sliding pay scale? So, for instance, if somebody's normally making as a subcontractor um, for a one hour a week job, you know, 50 bucks for that one hour a week job, but you present them with a five time a week job that is an hour per night. And, you know, now they're down to say 20 to $25 an hour. You know, do they understand the dynamic? That's a good one. That is, that's I mean, a good one. 
Yeah. yeah, between the two different things, do they understand that and, and appreciate it? And then that's the other thing, thing is appreciation too. So if, if I'm going to somebody and I'm giving them business that is helping them build their business, that they actually appreciate that. And they don't, you know, look at it as an adversarial relationship. They look at it as a positive relationship. Mm. So those are some of the things that we really look for because, you know, um, it, 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 it's a delicate relationship to have um, when you work as, you know, uh, hire someone as a subcontractor for you. And it can be an amazing relationship both ways. Yeah. Both ways. Agree. I agree, man. Because it, that's why I like the word affiliate partner, like you said, right? It's, yes. It, you, you become partners, but a partner also has to realize there is both sides, right? Like you have to be open and you have to be, I mean, everything like you said. So, Yes. All those that are listening, that those are some great points, man. I, I appreciate those. That Absolutely. Really, uh, that ends this conversation pretty good there. <laughs> but I have one more thing. There's more. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So give. is there anything left as far as what what is what is motivating you for 2023, 2024, 2025? Like, what do you what do you have left? as far as wanting to do with this space because you're still fairly new in the industry but like yeah you know and you know give us your your three-year plan five-year plan what's the ambition yeah so my ambition is to grow by no less than a million a year i mean that is that is you know baked in that everybody knows that's that's our goal no less than a million a year um and to add a minimum of six thousand dollars every single month in what i call net new business and that means monthly recurring revenue of six thousand dollars or more so and i say net new if you if we bring in an account for five thousand and lose one for three we only gain two thousand so you, you know that's you that, that, because the thing that's so beautiful about this business Ricky, as you know it's compounds so if you bring in fifty thousand dollars on average more per month for the full year you're starting off making $600,000 more than you did the year before. So it's just simple math, but it's so true. Mm. Uh, so that motivates me, you know, um, you know, setting those goals. The other thing is this business is so much opportunity. I mean, if you run a business well, you work hard, you care about your people, you treat everyone on your team well, you're going to do well. And, and if you treat your customers well and you, and you answer the phone. You're going to do well in this space over time. It may not happen all at once because it didn't for us. It took us a couple couple years to get rolling, but it, it does happen for you. And then the other thing is I like creating opportunities for our people because I'm 54, so I'm not going to be doing this forever. So it's going to be passed on to the next generation of people, meaning our team. You know, eventually at some point, um, you know, we're looking at options so that way, when we're ready to transition out, it, it transitions to our team. So, you know, we're, we're looking at how we can potentially make that happen because we're, we're going to do well financially, my wife and I. Um, we put everything on the line to, to, to try and do well financially, and we're going to be rewarded with that, but it's all because of the team that we have and the work that they do. I want to see them do just as well, you know, when they're 54, you know, in their 50s. Yeah. So that, that motivates me to see them do really well. So when yes. I'm 75 years old and I'm looking at CNS Cleaning Company, 
um, then and some of the same people that are with us now, you know, see how much it's transformed their lives. I mean, we've had people that were renting apartments when they when they started with us or were with, um, you know, we took over that they own their first home or, you know, they bought their first brand new car, you know, things like that. Nice. That's motivating. Well, cheers to that. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers to that. And what that leaves me with is CNS team. If you're hearing loud and clear, you got some work to do. You have to, <laughs> you have to keep pushing. This guy's motivating. This guy's, uh, you know, Bill, you're, you're inspiring because I, you know, I see the hunger and the drive that you have. So I, I just appreciate, appreciate you appreciating the business and the industry and what you've kind of stepped into here over the last four years. So uh, yeah, I love it. I want to thank you for the opportunity to share your story, listen to what you got. I heard a lot of golden nuggets. Um, and you guys, if you know, if you're okay, Bill, I'm going to share some of your information. If you want to reach Absolutely. out to Billy, you guys feel free to, to ping him. I'm going to share his LinkedIn information, some information on CS Great. in general. And uh, I'm even going to try to find that episode and put that on there as well, guys. So yeah. again, Bill, thank you. I thank appreciate you. you. Uh, and then guys, until next time, thank you for tuning in to Cleaning Cocktails. <laughs>